Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you by Who Gives a Shit. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I said that I said I just wanted one win in the NCAA tournament. I lied. I I I want to get that deal with the devil that Duke has. Tate. You have to I, be a devil. Like, I know. I, I or said at least like, the spawn of Satan, I believe. I said, Lord, just at give least me, the spawn. At the worst, the spawn. Lord, just give me one win and I'll be okay. That's S P A W N. And then we're coming into we're coming into the day, and I'm looking at the bracket. I'm saying there's no Cinderellas. I'm doing the math in my head. And I'm like, America needs a Cinderella. Mm-hmm. We have the number eleven next to us. You're, at Ohio State. you're Disney execs in 2014 yeah. as they're getting ready for the new Cinderella movie. Houston is susceptible. Mm-hmm. Um, surely, it's going to happen. Surely, surely, we have this. And I talked myself into it, and I started believing, and I really thought I could be this year's sister, Jean Tate. I said this to you. I said, to quote, yeah, to quote Mark Titus sitting next to me, he said, "We are the Cinderella of the dance. I will be sister Jean of this tournament." I said, "I will be in a wheelchair in yeah. Kansas City. I will be yeah. rolled onto the court. I will wait to the crowd. The it crowd all made will sense. adore me." We oh, we're supposed the to be game Ohio had not State, tipped North off Carolina. yet, <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and then I, I I I am not lying. Two minutes later, you said. We have no chance against Houston. <laughs> the season is over. I don't I'm know. I'm an emotional. I, I, I've never seen someone I just swing. Say, it was a pendulum. It was back and I forth. I just want to say this is my least favorite day of the year uh, when Ohio State loses in the state tournament. It's the worst. See, at least like as a North Carolina fan, you know that there's a chance you could win. Mm-hmm. I know that we're always going to lose. It's just a Again, matter of like sitting next to me. I will be the sister <laughs> gene of the tournament. I know we're always going <laughs> to lose. I will be in Kansas City. It's just a matter of like. It, Yes. When you're not like a blue blood, a fan of a blue blood, uh, when you're more of a red blood, mm-hmm. like Ohio State, mm-hmm. you just say like, I just want one more win and I'll be fine. Just one more. And then you look at it and you start forecasting the bracket and you're like, Kentucky doesn't have PJ Washington. If we mm-hmm. get past Houston, mm-hmm. we could beat Kentucky. Yeah. And then who knows? You're playing the Titus curse in your Auburn, head. You're Auburn like Carolina, high, uh, Titus yeah. curse, I can do that. Oh. Virginia, they owe me one. I can do that. It hurts. it hurts every year. I do it every year. Zion versus Caleb Wesson. I kind of like our matchup. Caleb's definitely fat, so we can we can do that. Exactly. We could the the, the wrong team won tonight. <laughs> um, it was right logic, wrong. Pick. We we are going to break down uh, all the the Sweet Sixteen is set. Um, it's very chalky. Uh, there were not a lot of great games. There have not been. Has the tournament started? Officially, not yet. You know what I mean? Like you, no. when 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 the first buzzer beater happens or the first big upset, and then someone tweets like, "Folks, the madness has officially started." Mm-hmm. We haven't. This got, is March. Yeah, this is March. We we really haven't got that yet. Uh, but Duke did almost lose, so there's stuff to talk about. Tennessee almost choked, very badly. Kentucky today. almost lost on Saturday. Um, Saturday was a horrible, horrible mm-hmm. stretch of games. Um, but it's all working out, and we have uh, uh, a lot of really good teams left in this tournament, and it's going to be a great Sweet 16 and Elite Eight, and we're very excited for that. So we're going to talk about everything that's happened this weekend, but first. Another miss from Fletcher McGee. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. The timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, we'll just get it out of the way. Uh <laughs> I just welcome I just to one shining podcast. I promised the people like we beat we beat Iowa State. I was very excited about it, and I I made a promise. <laughs> I made a promise in front of the Lord, in front of you, in front of everybody. Sure. I said, well, first of all, I said I just want one win, and I'd be cool with it. So I already broke that promise. But then I also said, uh, everyone has to hear me be excited because I will return the favor when we inevitably lose. I will let you drink my tears. Um, so here I am. Here are my tears, America. They're yours to drink. Uh, mm. We. Here's 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 what happened tonight, and from my perspective, um, 
Houston's guards, which we knew their guards were great. Our guards are not necessarily great. Galen Robertson, right? Yeah. Who is now called the Roadrunner, we learned in this broadcast. Yeah. Uh, and Corey Davis Jr. Our, our, These are the guards. Our guards at Ohio State are not the best. Uh, I do Keyshawn love them. Woods. Keyshawn, yes. th- they played well tonight. They, I do. I will say that. I'll come in Keyshawn Woods and C.J. Jackson at the end of their career. Not they, they played They played well. Mm-hmm. They, they, they seniors stepping up at the at the end of their careers. It was awesome to see that. But there's just an obvious ceiling to their talent. Um, so we knew Houston had the advantage with the guards. And then uh, Houston also had the advantage scoring points in the paint. Half of it was because the guards could get anywhere they want and then just lay it in. But then also, like, we seemed to be getting destroyed on the boards. And it seemed like Caleb Wesson, the, the, what, he made his first two-point field goal, like, with five minutes left in the game or something. And um, uh, so other than the guards outplaying us and the big guys outplaying us, and their defense suffocating ours and our defense just kind of like hanging on and hoping to get a stop and hope that they miss wide open threes. Um, I felt like we played a great game. Mm. I felt like the better team did not win tonight. <laughs> I don't know, man. It sucks. It really does suck. Like it, like Ohio State could be a 16 seed when they lose. It sucks. It's the worst day every year. Everyone listening, like no matter how bad your team is, if you're alma mater, if you're really invested in it, every single year when your team loses and then say tournament, it's the worst day. You But you have to dance. You have to... You have to make yourself vulnerable, Tate. You have to put your heart on the line because when that day comes and you cut down the nets, it's all worth it. Mm -hmm. If that day comes. (laughs) If, 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 if. Oh, man. So that's it. That's that's all I'm going to say. It was a good season. Ohio State had a good season. Chris Holtman, at the start of the year, we did the uh, live show with him at the Funny Bone, and he did not love this team. But he he does that every year. (laughs) He always is like... You know, we're gonna have All to the get players some guys are listening. Like, yeah, what do you no. mean he didn't love the team, <laughs> Coach? Who specifically do you not love? Uh, but no, like he he knew. Like every, we all knew, we all knew. There's a talent get the uh, deficit. Uh, Kata Bates the uh, left early. It's not his fault. It's not your fault, Kata. I know you mm-hmm. listen to the pod. It's not your fault. But you did leave early. You could have come back to Ohio State. You could have been Big Ten Player of the Year again, and you left early. That's just I'm just stating hashtag just facts. Um, so and we knew we had a great recruiting class coming in next year. This is always going to be like a, a transition year. The fact that we made the tournament, won a game, I'm happy. So that's it. That's it. Well, we can move on. We don't have to talk about Ohio State the rest of the year. Tip of the cap to Coach Holtman for the classy move, putting in Joey Lane at the end of the game to let him get his moment. Uh, a guy that was given mm-hmm. credit for the morale amongst team the captain team. Joey Lane. Yeah, and when Luther Muhammad hit a three in this game, uh, he didn't score in the first game against Iowa State. I thought there was a real chance that your team was going to make a run. I sort of felt I was, it in the ether and the atmosphere. Speaking People of Joey, I was worried Joey was going to become the sister gene because they did mm-hmm. the little segment on him and they showed him and he had like the scarf, the equivalent of the scarf. His the was towel, towel is the scarf, right, yes. Right, so I was like, damn, I want to be sister gene. I really did. I really did turn and tell you that if Ohio State wins, I'm going, we are going to go to Kansas City. I am going to, to lean into my, I'm going to say on the podcast, I'm the new sister gene. I was going to have this big campaign to turn myself into sister gene and I was going to buy a wheelchair and get handicapped seating this was I'm, uh, this wasn't a bit to me. Like I mean, obviously it was a bit, but it was like I was actually going to do it. Um, mm-hmm. I was looking up wheelchairs online at right before the kids. As, as Sister Jean would probably say, "Don't count your chickens before they hatch." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, Ohio State finished 19th in the country, or 18th was it? There, I think it was there, 18th. When, you but said. when we lost, there were still 18 teams remaining who could win the title. So we we're 18th. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good season. I'll take it. And let's be honest. Looking at the Houston fans, they did this nice cutaway to the crowd. A lot of cowboy hats, a lot of 10 gallon hats mm-hmm. out in the crowd. At this point, the sister gene of the tournament is going to be Foghorn Leghorn. You know, mm-hmm. if, if Houston continues to make sister a run. Sister gene is going to be like Kelvin Sampson's tailor, who, mm-hmm. first of all, like all of his dress shirts are like three sizes too big, but then he's like undressing on the sidelines and just getting sweatier and sweatier. And, he's dumping water yeah, on himself. Dumping, yeah. Yes. 
What a what a scene that is that from that guy. You see the halftime interview where he's getting he's getting interviewed. He's like staring into the camera as he's talking. It's like kind of it was pretty scary. It was tripping me out. Well, what had just happened was there was almost a fight on the court, which uh, Charles Barkley pointed out, which was a, a big problem. The ref ran in, and for people uh-huh. that were getting upset with Izzo about pointing the finger, the ref really gets in the middle of this fight and pushes a player yeah, away hardcore. And, and no an one unpaid player, by the way, an unpaid <laughs> player. Uh, and so that was something to talk about. So then Kelvin got in the middle of that, and then they interviewed him literally right after that, and that's why. He was kind of like, oh, no, America's going to be mad at me. Yeah. So that's why he looked in our souls and said, you know yeah. that I didn't mean to do I that. Do that. I, didn't, yeah. I don't want to get in the middle of that. Yeah. Back um, to the locker room. Let's go. Let's go uh, Cougars. All right. So Ohio State loses. That's that. There's there's my little piece on Ohio State. We can move on. Uh, what game from the weekend was the best game to you? It has to be Duke. We have to start with Duke, right? Mm-hmm. Duke almost lost. <laughs> uh, what happened? How did this happen? Uh, is this... How do we process this? The Duke almost... Like, we we... In a weird way, I kind of, I don't know. I wanted them to lose, obviously, because it, we're, we're so desperate for that moment where the tournament starts, like I said, and we're waiting for that big upset, the 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 sense of madness that has not come so far in this tournament. Um, and this certainly would have been it, Duke is the, is, is the heavy favorite to win this thing. They have the National Player of the Year, the number one pick. Uh, this would have been the moment. And then at the same time, I was like, I kind of don't want Duke to lose now. I want them to lose later. Like this, the best story with Duke is like Duke makes it to the you final and the four. referees. Yes, yeah. all of you guys said that at the same time. <laughs> exactly. We do not want Duke to go down Duke, now. I want Duke to go down like 2015 Kentucky, like in the mm-hmm. Final Four on a mm-hmm. massive stage where everybody's. Well, yeah, that's kind of how I, I envision this going down. So like, part of me was like weirdly not that upset, but at the same time, it was like, how did that ball not go in? That had to go in. This would have been awesome if Aubrey Dawkins and Johnny Dawkins beat Duke. Man. Your thoughts? It didn't happen. And that's the unfortunate part about all this. I will say, going into this game and looking at the headlines after, it says, Duke able to show maturity in the face of adversity. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know if that's the big takeaway from this game. but so, And it gets to the larger point. You said everything's about Zion. Well, I think this entire year, everyone in the media has already kind of crowned this Duke team. They say... They are the best team because they have the best players. And They're not a good team. And that's how it's going to play out. They they They're have no offense. Team. You know what the offense is? Hey, RJ, why don't you throw it in down down on the post down here to Zion, who has two guys on him, and Zion's going to jump over both of them. Right. One of them is 7'6", and he's going to grab the ball, pull it down, yeah. and then go up and get the M1. Exactly. I mean, that's the offense. That is that is the problem with this Duke team. It is great players. There is no real offense going on. And guess what? You go against a guy, Johnny Dawkins, who knows Duke who knows Coach K very well. You got a little Duke defector thing going mm-hmm. on. And you got his son, Aubrey, a guy that traditionally Aubrey Dawkins, based on the nepotism rule of Duke basketball, Aubrey Dawkins should be Javin Delorier. Mm. You know what I mean? He should be on that Duke basketball he be, team. He should be doing hook and holds on the final free throws. That exactly. <laughs> that, that's, that's who he should be. So to see a guy like Aubrey Dawkins who grew up in the real Duke mm. basketball universe, I think there was a quote that came out that Coach K said, you know, the two people that believe in the vision of the program, you know, the two guys. Johnny Dawkins, Jay Billis. Now, if Johnny Dawkins had won this game, I don't know if he's going to yeah, say exactly. that. Uh, and, you know, he's like holding back tears. He's like coughing while he's talking about Johnny Dawkins because he was so choked up in the moment. Um, but Aubrey Dawkins did everything in this game to have his moment over Duke. Incredible and, game. And it does. I mean, there was a moment where he could have had an alley-oop mm. to really throw down the I dunk know, to you, seal the game. And it was weird that the ball just seemed to hit him in the hands and then wait, he what kind of he kind of froze in a big moment <laughs> and kind of dropped it. You know, he what kind of dropped saying? down. Say say what you want to say. I'm just saying he, that was the moment where I looked over you and Are you said, saying this goes all the way to the top? I'm saying it could. I'm saying it could. <laughs> oh my God. I'm saying why why would the Dawkins family like, you know, th- they're in the bag 
mm, with the bag. So to speak. Yes, yeah. exactly. So for him not to go yam that and come down and loot, just lose the ball. And then the, the, the very next possession, he had a quick like quick shot, curl off the screen. Yes. Reddish had a hand in the so cookie I, jar. I just hated to see that from mm. Aubrey Dawkins because he had such a great game. Such a great game. And he could have gotten the rebound. Zion, of course, you know, goes in the lane. Knocks a guy down. Nothing called. It's fine. Goes up against Taco Fall, a guy that's been talking a lot before the game. Said, mm-hmm. Zion's not going to dunk on that. me. He's not going to put me on a highlight reel. I've been blocking him all throughout the game. I had three or four blocks on him. Zion goes up strong, gets the and one call. Taco gets his fifth foul. That was the big moment in the game. And then Zion, that's what everyone remembers. You know, that's what, that's what it comes down to. This whole game, I think UCF played obviously well enough to win the game. Taco Fall was a great story. He kind of, to me, I thought Zion was going to dunk all over him day one. I thought he was going to get the ball uh, yeah. first possession and say, I'm coming for you, big fella. Yeah. And he didn't do that. And Taco played a great game. So that was, I think this hurts Duke as far as teams being scared of them. That's that's the oh, biggest takeaway. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I Duke's not a good basketball team. Yes. Like, the, but they're going to win. They're going to win the national championship, but they're not a good team. They if you have two guys on the court that literally don't have to be guarded, mm-hmm. and that's what UCF was doing with Goldwire and Trey Jones. They just said no. Oh, you, you shoot twenty five percent from three. You can just shoot. shoot it. Just yeah. shoot it. Go ahead. That's not a good basketball team. That's you, you don't play good basketball, but you still win. Like, like that's a testament to how good Zion is. That's a testament to how good R.J. Barrett can be when he wants to be, and Cam Reddish can be when he wants to be. Um, yeah, K. K. I mean, do do you want to get in on like how bad of a coaching job this was from K? That he just he basically just like let Daw- like that's Johnny Dawkins is like we're gonna dare you to beat us that way, and K was just like, well, we have Zion, we'll figure it out, and. I guess he was right, so maybe he's smarter than we think. But um, there's like no adjustments from Duke whatsoever. They were just kind of, uh, I don't want to say entitled, but um, I'm I'm it's, I'm too tired to think of a better word. Um, there is like the sense of like, well, we're gonna win. We're Duke. We have the better talent. We're fine. We're it'll be fine. It'll all work out. And it keeps happening. So I guess they don't really need to change anything. But and Zion said it after the game. He was like, when the greatest coach in the world is in the huddle and he looks at you and said, "You're made for this moment. Mm-hmm. Go do it." To me, I'm saying. Can he draw up a play for me to go do it? Yeah. Right? I mean, that, that's go pretty much. Yeah, he's Just like, go do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. We're not losing to f- Johnny Dawkins. Like, that's he pretty was, much what, what his, that was his what coaching was his today. He was like, game? we're not going to lose to Johnny Dawkins and his son. And Duke is like, Zion's like, I guess we got to figure it out. What was his post-game comment? It was, it was so bizarre. Yeah, he was like, he wasn't, he wasn't. He said, he said, holy mackerel, Aubrey Dawkins is magnificent. And that to me but is like he, that was a canned statement already ready yeah. to go. That's why I didn't throw that dunk down. Well, he said he, he said, knew holy mackerel that was magnificent. He used was another adjective. He's like he wasn't brilliant. Yeah, that's he was, exactly what it was. It was he, yeah. He, yeah. He's like he was not brilliant. He was magnificent. Yeah. You're like what? Yes. <laughs> what does that and mean? it used to be amazing. It used to be <laughs> everything was amazing. Amazing. <laughs> now it's magnificent. Uh, Taco Fall versus Zion delivered though. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was an awesome showdown. Like Taco Fall is actually good. That's what's fun about him is like he's not just like some oddity. He's not like a circus freak that's out there. I mean, I know he's not like the greatest player in the country or anything, but uh, but if he gets that ball is, yeah. near yeah. the basket, it is a dunk yeah. and it he's is a powerful people. moment. You know, it's yeah. like everyone stands up and I mean, um, but also this underscores like I said to you after the game happened and as we saw the 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 weekend wind down. And everyone's kind of complaining about how the tournament's been a little boring. It has been boring. I mean, we'll, we'll just call it what it is. It's not not only is it like super chalky, but the the the, the higher seeds are winning via blowout. So um, it, it's been a pretty boring tournament. But the of course, the one thing that's not boring involves Zion Williamson, and that's just like it makes too much sense. They that's what this whole season has become. Um, fans are losing their minds. Like people who are not in the media are like freaking out about the media. How all we want to do is talk about Zion. But I'm telling you, this isn't an accident. Like, they're finding a way to do this. There's something going on here. 
that the, of all the things that could happen, of course, the one thing we're going to talk about is Zion Williams because that's that's all we're ever going to talk about. And that, I think that's part of why I wanted them to win to keep going because it's like, shit, if Duke, if we don't have Duke to talk about, and all these games keep being blowouts, um, I don't know if Duke wins the national title. I seriously don't think anyone's going to remember anything about this season other than Zion Williamson. I'm not even being, I'm not even joking. I don't think anyone's going to remember like the Virginia beat North Carolina in the Final Four game, and man, what a game that was. Or I don't, no one's going to remember anything. They're just going to be like, yeah, 2019, that was the year Zion played in college basketball and dominated. The only thing that I can say, if they do go and run the table and win the title, it, that shot that Aubrey Dawkins had, I mean, it was a very borderline moment. I mean, Zion, there, there's a there's an argument to be made. Possibly there was a charge down there. So then he goes to the free throw line, borderline, misses the free mm-hmm. throw. R.J. Barrett, some would argue, pushes Aubrey Dawkins in the back. Aubrey Dawkins does the classic Duke thing, takes the fall, goes for the spill, mm-hmm. doesn't get the talk, doesn't get the call, and then they go up one. RJ puts it back. So again, ball don't lie. Try to take a try to flop, <laughs> try to pull a Duke move on Duke. Not gonna work. And then it goes back down the other end. He has the perfect putback opportunity. Perfect tip in. I don't know how that. There's no in. taco down there because he had just fouled up before. No this is the perfect moment where Taco could have just grabbed it and been like, scoop, game over. And Aubrey Dawkins goes up. And it's it's right also, there for him. Adding to, I still don't know how you don't make that. Adding to also the, the the tally of, of bad coaching moves from K. And my bad coaching moves, I mean non-existent coaching moves because he was just rolling the balls out. Was like I think ball lied. Not not fouling Taco Fall, who's horrendous from the free throw line towards the end of the game. Just just foul him and make him shoot free throws to get the ball back. And true or false? Today was the yeah. first time that Coach K saw Taco Fall. <laughs> yeah. It's like, damn, that's a big boy. <laughs> it's like, who the hell is that? <laughs> oh man. But Duke Duke moves on. Uh Duke is is not a good basketball team. And that is going to be fascinating as we see this unfold. I think Virginia Tech can give them a good game. They've already beat them this year in the one time they played. Mm-hmm. Um and Justin Robinson. Justin Robinson is not playing. Game. Yeah. Uh Duke did not have Zion Williamson. I guess we should mention that. But uh <laughs> uh Justin Robinson did not play Virginia Tech in that game. So um I don't know. It's interesting. Duke, Duke, I still feel like Duke is the best team just by default because as I said, it does feel like um, they go into these games. They don't really have a plan necessarily. They just kind of try to overwhelm people with talent. And my, the rational part of my brain is like, you can't keep getting away with this. At some point, it's going to come back to bite you. And then the other part of my brain is like, but they they they, they haven't lost. They don't lose without when when they have a full roster. They, it, it's happened once this year. You can't get lost in the hype. You know, when Duke gets on these little spurts, these little runs, and Zion Williamson is jumping up in the air as he throws an alley with RJ Barrett, and the whole Duke bench is like taking pictures and like posing <laughs> on the side. You know, like you got Buzz Williams in that game when it was happening the first time, even though Zion did not play. He just kept saying to his guys, "It's just two points. It's just two yeah. points." You know, teams that understand that and know. Of course, Duke's going to go on their 8-12 to 12 point run at some point right. because of the talent they have. But it's still, no matter what Zion does, if he throws it down in, in between his legs, I almost wouldn't even, like, let him have the two points. Don't get the and one mm, opportunities. Let him score. Because, I like that idea. No, I mean, just don't let him get the and one opportunities. It's, mm-hmm. He gets the call every single time. Just let him have it. Like, two points. Okay, you beat me, two points. I'm I will say, he looked like, uh, he had a little extra juice tonight. He looked like a Jeep going, like, 11 or 12 miles an hour tonight. Um he played 40 was, minutes. Yeah. If I had told had, you 10 years ago, 2008, 2009, exactly 10 years ago, if I said that Duke would play three freshmen in the second round of an NCAA tournament game, 40 minutes mm-hmm. across the board, mm-hmm. you would have said, they'll probably that have, is yeah, never going to happen unless Coach Calipari is the coach at Duke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. But uh, yeah, Duke Duke wins. Magnificent. I'm sorry, Tate. Um, what else? What are, what are the other games we want to talk about? Well, the other big upset game uh, was Kentucky Wofford, a game that we were really locked in on uh, on this Saturday. Was the, this was the big disappointment for the weekend to me. Yeah, and everyone. I mean, obviously, we're picking on the Blue Bloods a little bit here, but in this game going into it, we had Fletcher Magoo 
a.k.a. Fletcher <laughs> McGee, but he was Fletcher Magoo in this game because the goober just couldn't make a shot to save his soul. Fletcher, and Jack had, White, McGee. I mean, had him on the ropes. <laughs> had him on the ropes, the Wofford Terriers. Had everything. In the, I mean, Coach Calipari didn't even know what to do. He's looking down. They, they have no bench going for him. You got P.J. Washington sitting there in a sweatsuit next to Brad Calipari, who's in a Drake suit. <laughs> and it's not a good situation all around. But Fletcher McGee just keeps shooting. And I don't think... I've seen, you know, as Listen, much as Aubrey Dawkins may be someone that becomes like the GOAT, because the GOAT used to not be like greatest of all time. It used to be like, blame that guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, he may get blamed for this game. Fletcher McGee deserves the blame. Yeah. Not to pick does. on a kid, but uh, I mean, 0 for 13. Listen, I don't want to rip on a kid. These are these are amateur athletes, but he's the reason they lost. <laughs> yeah. But that ref should have pushed him. You know um, I mean? That ref did, that pushed I mean, him. Listen, this is, Fletcher McGee is the, the, the same sort of thing we say about, I keep saying about the Hurleys and their antics on the sidelines. It's like if you win and it's working, it's fun. If, if you're not, it's a problem. That's Fletcher McGee's shot selection. That's like, like he, he's done this all year. The, every game, I, again, I didn't follow Wofford all season, but I watched enough games to to notice that like when he curls off his screen and his feet are pointing towards the opposite basket and then he shoots it and, and he's got a hand in his face that's not really an uh, an unreasonable shot for him he makes those regularly um it's the jimmer syndrome yeah he's got the jimmer thing and like mm-hmm. when he makes them it's awesome and it's sweet but then when you go over 12 and you keep shooting just pants on head stupid shots uh i don't understand it uh but i will say i do feel like his 13th shot would have gone in i really i truly believe that so in a lot of ways, like he just ran out of time. I think. I think like if the game would have got pushed to overtime, he would have hit a big shot. That's the greatest argument think, in yeah. basketball. <laughs> so you just ran out of time. We were just getting there. We were just figuring it out. I would say the thing about Wofford that was so frustrating watching that game is a lot of times you see these smaller teams and you say, "Well, he ha-, like Jimmer for dead had to be the guy for BYU, right. especially if Brandon Davies is having sex." You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he's got to be the guy. But in this situation, there's a dude Nathan Hoover who's mm-hmm. four for five from three who's literally running right next to you, who's like, pass me the ball. I have a theory about this, by the way. I forget what, I forget, I did. Uh, he stole I, his girlfriend or something? No, 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 there was no. like some sort of spite that I've never, I no, mean, not pass that, it to your teammate. Not that specific situation, but I have a, uh, I have a, a, a rule of thumb if I, when I become a head basketball coach at some point. Um, I don't think anybody should ever, I, I forget what, what was the stat I landed on. Basically, like, no one should ever be four for five from the three-point line in a game mm-hmm. because you should shoot more. You know what I mean? Like, like every, shoot. every single person should shoot, like, you should never shoot better than 40% from the three-point line in a game, mm. because if you're that hot, just keep shooting, you know what I mean? Like, if you start out 10 for 10, we're just going to keep feeding you until you start missing. Um, What's the rule if you start out 0 for 10? <laughs> I don't know. Pass the ball. Pass the ball, yeah. Pass the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the fact that he, the fact that you finished four for five from the three point line, that's a cardinal sin. Like, I would have my guys run in sprints for that. I'd be like, why did we not give this ball to this man more often? And I will say, you could see in the face of it, like as he kept and continued to brick shots, they had like 10 straight empty possessions. Defensively, Wofford, I mean, everything, like the excitement kind of just kind of, it was out of the bit. Like they were looking at it, Fletcher, like, Fletcher, make eye contact with us uh-huh. so we can say, pass the ball to someone. And he didn't want to mm-hmm. do it. Uh, and that was what was tough down the stretch. Kentucky found a way to win, I guess. How do we feel about Kentucky? I don't, I, <laughs> I, I've been up and down with Kentucky all year. Um, I, I finally got up on them and I like Kentucky coming in and, and uh, they gave Tennessee the good game in the SEC tournament. If they don't have PJ Washington though, they're screwed, right? Yes. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. I think Kentucky fans would agree with that. They're in, in very big trouble, especially if they play North Carolina and you've got no big guys really. you got Reed Travis and then the rest of the guys. I mean, they get Nick e- Richards like and e. Montgomery. E.J. Like, Montgomery is a guy that's having yeah, to play real wants, pivotal minutes. Jamal yeah. Baker's coming into the game. I think that's his name. Jamal Baker. Yeah, Jamal Baker is his name. Who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> he's 
He's playing. He's shooting big. Ch- he actually had a pretty good I know, game. He was yeah. like the best player on he the like team. He helped when Kelly yeah. Johnson had foul trouble. So I guess that's an encouraging sign. But yeah, PJ Washington goes to that foot specialist. And that was the first. I think Cal said that at the opening press conference. And then everyone kind of went. Radar's oh, no. up. Oh no, yeah. this might not be. Well, the, this the, might not be the our rumor year. meal. The rumor mill that I'm reading is it might be a Liz Frank thing. Um, and as someone who had the Liz Frank, it's basically, I think it's just like a tiny fracture on the top of your foot. It sucks. Now it took me like three months to come back from it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember when I was actually healed. I've really milked it, so I didn't have to practice. So take that information and do with it as you will. <laughs> I'm trying to give you a timeline. As someone who had this injury, I think PJ Washington's out for the year. I don't remember like if, if that, I don't, first of all, I don't even know if that's actually the injury, but that's what people are, are Chirping speculating yes. and, and think it might be. Um, but I did have this happen to me and I do remember being out for a very long time, but I also should preface that with saying that I purposely probably set out a lot because I didn't have to practice and, and it was awesome. So I don't know. That's that's the that's the medical report for Kentucky. So there's the yeah, there's the update on PJ Washington could come back if he wants to practice. Yeah. Uh. We'll so see. yeah, Kentucky is is they, they basically they have to get PJ Washington. Um. They they can win. I think they can beat Houston without him. I don't think they can beat North Carolina without him. Um. Which is good for you. Congratulations. Unless I'm unless the only way they can beat him without him is if I watch the North Carolina game. The Titus curse. Yeah. That's the you, only which, way. You want to talk about your team? I did not watch North Carolina play today. I tweeted it out. I let the people know ahead mm. of time. The Titus curse was not in effect. Uh, the Tar Heels look good. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. When Kobe White is hitting open threes, uh, and not even open threes, when Kobe White is able to make up for all the missed shots by Kenny Williams and some others on the team by just wetting threes in people's mouth, that's a fun time. Uh, he Where, is, Where's he going in the draft? He's He's got to be shooting up draft boards, right? Coming back to North Carolina okay. <laughs> to make a run for another national championship. What are you talking about? Draft boards. He is. It, I, I think at the start of the year, if you don't have a guy in the in the top 14, if you're one of these draft mock guys, then he has to stay in, you know. Mm-hmm. Just don't let him go. Mm-hmm. Please don't go, Kobe. Uh, Nazir Little, another guy that stepped up off the bench, had 19 in the first game. I think he had 20 today. Yeah, he's playing well. All the people that are like Roy Williams wasting Nazir Little on the bench. It's a lot uh, like Marvin Williams, you yeah. know what I mean? Marvin Williams in the tournament in 2005, people were saying, what's going to go on? Is Jawad Williams, should he be starting even though he was a senior? Then Marvin Williams is like, it's cool. I'll come off the bench. Mm-hmm. I'll get my points, and I'll go back. I'll and, be the uh, number two pick. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I'll go, I'll go the Atlanta Hawks. That'd be great. Uh, so yeah, North Carolina's doing fine. Honestly, I thought Washington would have something more to offer in that game as far as uh, the size, athleticism. But they ran really no offense at all. They were doing their best to get uh, James Harden. There's the there's the ripple. The, the I guess it's a trickle down effect of James Harden at this point. Uh, throwing your legs out and kicking your feet mm. out to get calls and stuff like that. I don't want to see it. I don't like basketball. it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's a very NBA thing, and I like it in the NBA because they're dancing anyway. Yeah. But like in college basketball, I mean, to throw it to, yeah. it's very West Coast basketball. We saw a lot of right, that in the right, Pac-12 right. Uh, game today with North Carolina. Stick to the fundamentals. Stop stop showboating with the leg kicks. This but is college basketball. One one <laughs> nice silver lining for the Pac-12. Very old Big East move. Knocked the guy's tooth out. Garrison Brooks today with a nice little That's elbow. Right, so uh, congratulations to the Pac-12. Sending yeah. a message. We are a little tough. tough and dirty every once in a while. I mean, Carolina has a reputation being soft as well, though. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was exactly. cool to see. Both like you have a West Coast team in Carolina, two very soft programs, and the uh, elbows are being thrown. That's that's a good sign. Yes, that's a very good sign. Loss of tooth. Uh, let's talk about Tennessee Iowa game. Um, Tennessee almost made history, choking away a twenty-five point lead. Um, ten- do we trust Tennessee? W- when is the last the- Tennessee played Kentucky well, and it's like they they get smoked by Auburn. The Colgate game, they got a big, and they kind of let Colgate back in it, and then they kind of had them at arm's length, and they knew they would win. But that was a little concerning that they couldn't step on Colgate's neck. Um, and then this was really concerning. 
blowing a 25-point lead. Iowa comes back to tie. I don't think Iowa ever took the lead, did they? I don't think so. I don't think they did. I don't think, I think they it did. was like 64, 63. I think it was tied a couple it. times. Yeah. Uh, gets taken to overtime. Tennessee pulls it off in the end. Admiral Schofield fouls out. Um, I, I don't trust Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, but I was going to say that Tennessee is the perfect example when you say it's a two-man game, but not in the sense that it's like Stockton and Malone. It's like Admiral Schofield yeah. is going to ball out and be the best player for the first half. Right, and then he's going to be completely radio silent the second half, and then Grant, Grant Williams, Williams is going to have to step up to yeah. be the guy to win the game. So in that sense, it's a two man game because it's Schofield, you can do this. Grant Williams, you can do this. I didn't like the fact that they seem to celebrate, like you said, like when a top seed wins. I don't like to see the water bottles getting thrown around, Ooh, yeah. and you know Rick Barnes like wearing a hat, like we're going to the Sweet Sixteen, baby, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might not be what you want to see from a two seed, especially a team that we thought had a chance to make a real Final Four run. I don't know; they, they seem to be on fumes at this point. Look at this. Look, yeah. look, look at the way the South opened up. We have Virginia, Oregon, Purdue, and Tennessee. Tony Bennett. Dana Allman doesn't count. He just went to the Final Four, but, uh, and he's a 12 seed. I guess they could do it. They could, they could, Oregon, I'm not counting on Oregon. They play, they, they've been playing well. Yeah, and they, they don't uh, have Bull Bull. Well, is Peyton Pritchard a Kimba candidate? Great defense plus uh, one guy who's just, I'll do everything. Anything. Makes you think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, no disrespect to Oregon. I don't think most people are, are pro- projecting Oregon to make the Final Four out of this bracket. So that leaves Tony Bennett, Matt Painter, or Rick Barnes in the Final Four this year, if not Oregon. If, or a 12 seed out of the South. One of those has to happen. It's either Tony Bennett, Matt Painter, Rick Barnes, or a 12 seed. It's worth pointing mm. out. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's worth pointing out that Oregon, the best team in the Pac-12, is the Cinderella of the tournament. Yeah, but that's why I said it should have been us. It should have been Ohio State. Because Oregon won the Pac-12 tournament, they have like a trophy. They 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 are a power conference champion of some sort. Uh, Ohio State was not. It was it was shaping up. I could have been Sister Jean. Um, it's tough. It's very tough. They're the only double digit seed. It's the it's the chalkiest thing you've ever seen on the full on the whole left side of the bracket. It's one four three two one four three two. The right side is one twelve three two one five three two. There's there's only two teams that are here that don't belong. One of them is Auburn, who smoked Kansas because they were hitting threes. And Kansas isn't even that good anyway. Are you ready for this? You're not going to yeah. like this. What? The last time that the one, two, three seeds in every single region made it to the Sweet 16. It was when the Big Ten had two of <laughs> of nine teams in, in Kim Palm's it's, top. <laughs> it's worse than that. Okay, what? The year was 2009, and the champion was the North Carolina oh, Tar Heels. Oh, okay. Okay. Thanks to Brian Ives for pointing that out for me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Mm. Okay. Um, Year of Zion, though. What what else do we have to talk about, dude? <laughs> My God, like all these games are blowouts. Duke game was good. Virginia Tech was like kind of Virginia Tech didn't look as good as I wanted them to look. They should I thought they should have blown Liberty out, like yes. getting Justin Robinson back. But now, like I don't know, they did enough. Like I'm not concerned about them. It was one just note like, on Liberty, I'm happy they're out of the tournament for one reason alone. Those clowns, the Jokers, the Joker, fans, yeah, dude, those are the most terrifying. I don't, I know that that's uh, supposed to be a scare tactic. But if you saw those kids leaving the arena, John Rostein says imitation is the sincerest form of flattery when he sees that. You see, you seen he's doing that now. Like he's at any time someone takes one of his catchphrases, he's he's gonna clip this section of the podcast and tweet it, and then put imitation as the sincerest. You know what would be the scariest thing if he went on TV with the Joker face on (laughs) and said, "And here we go." go. Yeah, that would be terrifying. (laughs) Um, so yeah, Virginia Tech. Oh, LSU Maryland. That was a good game. That was that was the first game Saturday, right? Yeah, race to sixty nine. Yeah, LSU LSU, Maryland goes zone, and LSU's (laughs) like what. How do we, what what's what's this? You're allowed to just stand there. You don't have to like follow us when we move around. And they're what's looking at here? the bench, and yeah. then all the coaches are like, like Where, "Where's coach?" And they're like, "We don't know where coach." Is. <laughs> Will Wade's in the stands. <laughs> Pass the, in the middle. You got the Bobby Dog. Valentine mustache on. 
<laughs> He's wearing a um, Maryland hat. So, uh, uh, in all seriousness, LSU does not have their coach. Um, there's, they've also, uh, uh, this is being revisited with LSU as, as we're, we're watching this LSU team going on the run. Um, as a reminder, Wade Sims was murdered at the start of the season, mm-hmm. before the season started, um, which has obviously hung over them all season and is a tragedy and is devastating and, and, and impacted them greatly. Um, do you buy into that, that, uh, you know, playing for a fallen teammate, playing for now your coach is gone, uh, all the adversity, people like you and I are making LSU jokes. And it's low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Say goodbye to Sean Miller. He's out the door. If we need a, an FBI reference, we're bringing up LSU. Um, LSU is loaded. They have very good players. As we as we brought up after on the last podcast, talking about how they beat Yale, um, Will Wade is not dropping the bag for, for bums. They, they have very, very good players. They have a very good team, and they have the feeling of like, enough adversity that they could uh i don't know it's interesting like they could beat michigan state very easily that, well, that wouldn't shock me and then as we said duke is not a great basketball team i i don't know there's a real chance and barkley called them the most talented not and not to say that charles barkley's opinion on college basketball is going to really hold but so much weight mm-hmm. but in barkley weight terms i would say he said that lsu to him is the best team in the tournament how about, how about ernie speaking of barkley ernie today goes uh here's a nugget for you charles i know you like nuggets uh, the Big Ten, and then he goes oh, on to say, yeah. <laughs> "He just starts cackling." Yeah, like, oh, yeah, hello, friends. How many times is he gonna make the "Hello, friends" yeah. joke? What's the most annoying commercials? It's definitely the guy, the 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 commentator, who it's like just an okay commentator isn't okay, and they're like, uh, "Hey, man, tell me about when you were a player." And he's like, "I don't think that's a pro." Like that guy, mm. that guy's the worst, that's right? Pretty, I think that's probably the worst. That one's the worst, Kyle. Yeah, he's the worst. Those are, those are awful. I mean, vanilla orange Coke is definitely the worst idea. But yeah, there's what no is one, that? There's dude? no one shoving do, it in our they, face. Like that? Do they sponsor the pod? I thought it was clever. Do they sponsor the pod? They could. Not the commercial, no. the drink. <laughs> no, no. I don't no, know. The, the drink is awful. You saw I bought it the other day. You drank you it? Drank already? Yeah, I, I What's saw the, the fr- review. It's bad. What does it taste like? Vanilla or it's orange? It's like vanilla Coke, and then they put some stuff in that's bad. So what's just the have vanilla Coke? What's the Pizza Hut? The new, you know, March is March Madness is always when Pizza Hut unveils their new concoction, their new way of basically taking cheese sauce mm-hmm. and bread, mm-hmm. and then like mixing it up, and like we have a new thing. And I've seen the commercial, but I haven't been paying that much attention. Pizza it's it's like a calzone, basically. Yeah, that you like break in it's half. Like a Crunchwrap Supreme, but mm-hmm. for a pizza. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Pizza Dia. I don't is know. If, really, no, it looks like I a made that up, but that it, said, pizza? it sounds like a real <laughs> oh thing. Oh my god! Yeah, pizza sounds like a calzone to me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That's one of my favorite. Good job, Papa John. We should do that. We should make that a tradition on here. Is where we order the the new Pizza Hut thing, and we have to eat it all, and then we just shit our brains out. Yeah, you hear that pizza video, video content? Sponsor the pod, Pizza Hut. Uh, <laughs> what, what were we talking about? We were talking about LSU and Charles Barkley. We were talking about he, Charles. He thought Bar- they're the most talented team, most talented team in the country, and also, I mean, you got Nas Reed, you got Tremont Waters. I think this is a bad sign for Ben Simmons and his LSU. I mean, I, I kind of had them dead to rights, but then I forgot that Will Wade went there, and we obviously know what that means at this point. But mm-hmm. for a program in general, I think the two things that you brought up, nobody believes in us, mm-hmm. but we are really, really talented. We have guys that are going to go to the NBA. So it's like yeah. everyone has overlooked them, so therefore it's even better for them. You know what yeah. I mean? It's one thing of everyone going into the tournament. It's like, Nas Reed has lost a lot of weight. He's playing at a great level. I right. think that they're going to really make a run. I like the way Waters is playing. He could be a Kimba candidate. But instead, everyone's like, you know what? I think Yale's going to beat their ass. Well, it is It <laughs> is so concerning. That, that was a great start for them. It a is bad con- matchup led to good things. It is concerning, though, that like Tennessee, it, just not to the, the degree of Tennessee against Iowa, um, LSU in both of their games, they've had comfortable leads. They've kind of made the games closer than they need to be. That is slightly concerning, especially the way Maryland came back. Maryland just goes to the 3-2 zone. 
and and LSU looks completely lost and has no idea. And and we're making jokes about them not having a coach, but that was like, yeah, they they have no clue what to do. It's like they they they've never seen his own before, which is why I don't know. Anyway, it's kind of sad when you think about it because you think about Javante Smart, a guy that was you know implicated possibly in some of these things, and then Allegedly, him, yeah. him not having any idea what to do against his own, and then looking over at his coach, mm-hmm. who's not there. <laughs> like this is bullshit. Uh, what about what? A- <laughs> What about uh, Florida State, Murray State, John Morant into the into the road? This it, is really this is really mm-hmm. why I think the the thing has been uh, this tournament has been boring is because we come into this tournament, we kind of and and I sh- I preface I should say it again, I think the tournament has been boring to this point. I'm very excited about these matchups that we have, looking at Duke and Virginia Tech and um, Gonzaga, Florida State's going to be an insane game. That's probably the nut one I'm most excited about. LSU, Michigan State's gonna be all every single one of them. Every single one of these games that we have, I'm I'm excited about in some way. Uh, but going into the tournament, I think we were picking not. I say we collectively as as all of America that's looking at this stuff. We we wanted like the star. We wanted like the fun stories. We wanted the Belmont. We wanted the the Wofford, uh, the Fletcher McGee. We wanted the John Morant to, mm-hmm. to carry the underdog. We we wanted all of that. None of that is happening. Um, John Morant's. <laughs> Reached into line. Peyton Fletcher McGee, is that guy. Yeah, he might he's, be that he's guy. The best, best example we have. Fletcher McGee's going 0 for 12. John Morant's team sucks. Um, and and they get bounced. He has a great game, but uh, yeah, it's it's just unfortunate. It leaves us with like, I mean, who who is like the guy that that's kind of? I mean, Corey Davis is kind of becoming that guy, but not really. Can America get behind Houston? Their first Sweet 16 since 1984. Corey Davis is playing out of his mind. He's fun. He's a little. He's shorter. He's explosive. All that kind of stuff. Um, like if they beat Kentucky and he has 28, maybe people are like, Ooh, this guy looks fun. He's young. This is, or not young, but you know, on a, on a, they're on feisty. A team. They yeah. play good defense and he's right. like out in the passing lanes and can get, you know, they're, they're like the blur team. They're, they're the road runners as, as we were pointing out before. But, uh, I will say this, if last year's team with Rob Gray in Houston, if they had knocked off Swaggy pool, Swaggy pool doesn't hit that shot and they make the sweet 16 last year. I think that they are pulling more heartstrings than they were this season, if that mm. makes any sense. Because Rob yeah. Gray was such a... A lot of this has to do with like being memorable, being you know, having some sort of moment. And like as you watch the Houston, they're a collective almost. There's not like one guy Houston, that really stands out. Houston should have got the attention this year that Nevada got. Or like the, the preseason. Yes. Like it, exactly. Houston and Nevada should have switched sides into how, how their tournaments went last year and how... But it's a perfect example. Nevada, you can just say, oh, that's the coach that rips his shirt off and yells right. at the, you know, the sky. I mean, like Kelvin Sampson's getting there, dude. He's the trying Martin to rip twins. his shirt off. Yeah. He's he's undressing over, taking the tie off, all that kind of stuff. Um, well, uh, uh, the, the one guy who could be exciting, though, is uh, Carson Edwards. Mm-hmm. What do you have, 42? 42 points. A game against that Villanova? You were it was saying. over before it started. Yeah. Like, we, I was busy watching other games, and then I was like, okay, this game's at halftime. Now I'm going to flip over to, holy shit, Purdue's up by 30 already? It was crazy. I mean, we, we I said it all. Yeah, I said it on the pod last time when they were they were about to play each other. I said this is a great matchup for Purdue. It's a three point contest. I like Purdue's chances. Um, to me, it is it's very interesting as far as like the Villanova at large. If you look at the the past six years or so, so twenty fifteen they lose in the second round to an NC State team that was hot. They had like guys like Dylan Ennis on their team, mm-hmm. so they kind of just play a really good team that plays the best that they can play in the second round. They get knocked out. Sort of the same thing happens when they play Wisconsin a couple years later in 2017. Nigel Hayes does that baseline move, gets the game-winning play. They get knocked out. Does but the Ethan Hat move? But yeah, he, <laughs> he plays like the best he could. They, they play like to the peak of what Wisconsin could play right. that year. Everyone kind of play. And the same thing happens with Purdue where it's like you go into this game against Purdue. The worst thing that could happen is Carson Edwards is bonkers and goes out of his mind. It just makes everything. That's the only way that Villanova— Is this a bad sign for Purdue fan? If you're a Purdue fan, are you nervous that like 
that was the Carson Edwards game. I and think now he blew his load. And yes. now we're, now we're going to get a Fletcher McGee version of Carson Edwards. Where he goes over 12 from the three-point line. He's going to, yeah, he might be McDonald's. Don't sleep, on, don't sleep on Kyle Guy going over 10 from the three-point line tonight, too, by the way. We have to, in the interest of fairness, we do have to bring up that our guy, Kyle Guy, did go over 10. But they, but they won. Virginia won. But he did a nice little behind-the-back pass for a nice yeah, little dunk did, to yeah. Diakite that everyone, you know. Yeah. Or it might have been Huff. I can't remember who it was. So as we sit here, a moment. As, as we look at the Sweet 16, um, as I said, it's mostly chalk except for Oregon and Auburn. Those are literally the only two teams that are here that technically by seed weren't expected to be here. Um, who to you has played the best? Not necessarily who you think is going to win the national title, but like who's the one team that you're like, if I was a fan of them, I would be very pleased with how the tournament has unfolded so far. I think it's been a very, for teams that are good that want to win the title, the best thing that a tournament can be is uneventful. So the most uneventful mm-hmm. tournament so far has been the Gonzaga, Gonzaga at large. I'd agree. You know what I Gonzaga mean? has been pretty boring, but like Brandon Clark had a monster game against Baylor. Um, and it's hilarious and they, too that everyone has not realized that Brandon Clark is the best player. Have they Gonzaga. realized it? Because Rui Hachimura is still they getting... They will this yeah, weekend. This, yeah. this, I think the tournament starts this weekend. That's why I think Gonzaga is going to win the titles because they, they more than any other team, we, we joked about it with Michigan. Uh, you could obviously joke about it with Duke, with RJ and Zion, but I think that debate's kind of over. Uh, there are a handful of other teams. But you can do it with Virginia with Kyle Guy and Jerome and uh, DeAndre Hunter. There are a lot of teams you could do this with, but um, with Gonzaga, it's the most uh, 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 pronounced, I guess, of these debates of who's the best player on this team. And I think that bodes well for them from what we saw from Villanova last year. As it goes, a scouting report. So yeah. most people go into the game, they say, we got to take away Hachimura. And yeah. then Brandon Clark's running down, like throwing down, like full yeah. on alley oops, and like, who like the hell seven is that blocks guy? and yeah. like three steals. Till he's hitting threes, yeah. and it's like, okay, I think we need to, yeah, like Norvell, don't shoot, pass it to Brandon Clark. Yeah, that's all. Gonzaga's got to calm down though, because I really think like if they if they keep winning and keep playing too well, um, that St. Mary's loss is going to to what? it's going to come back to bite them. That's what I'm saying. Like if you're blowing everyone else out, it makes the St. Mary's loss look more suspicious. And people are going to look into it more. Like right now, it looks just a little suspicious. It's a little suspicious. A little suspicious. Yeah. But if you're winning all these games, this little sus. very comfortably, little it's sus. like yeah, it's a little sus. That's when it gets sus. Uh, I want to point this out too. It's not just uh, Gonzaga. It, unfortunately, I think the two hottest teams are going to play each other, and I think the reason that they are so interesting is because they have so much talent and depth. And Florida State to me is the other team that now mm-hmm. has to play Gonzaga, but they have Kevin Golly who comes off the bench, six man of the year. A guy that's averaging like 22 points per game, like three blocks in the tournament. There's an argument that can be made. He's playing the best basketball in the tournament. And they also have this guy, Roquan Gray. And if you don't have Zion Williamson, you take Roquan Gray because he's basically the B version of a Zion Williamson. Mm -hmm. They got him coming off the bench. I think he had 11 in their last game, but it's a smooth 11. And they have a nice little calm sense about themselves because the second unit that comes in sometimes is more explosive than the first unit. Like Trent Forrest goes out and then Roquan comes in. It's like, Okay, well, now we got this guy who's yeah. playing like a five-star right now. And I think Gonzaga sort of matches up with them in a very similar sense where there are so many different guys that can go off. Like Terrence Mann can just be the best player for Florida Terrence State. Mann is a great player. Exactly. Yeah. He can just, He's very, it, very good. And you look at these two teams, and they well, have a lot of guys like that. Like Perkins could just have mean, 20 points for Gonzaga. I don't want to disparage Leonard Hamilton because I think he's a fine enough coach. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not saying he's a bad coach. He's obviously not top-tier, God-level, whatever. Um, but it, it's always weird with Florida State where – you kind of feel like I don't want to say underdog. I I don't know. I I don't want to say a lot of things. I keep saying I don't want to say. Um, it's it's weird with Florida State where I I I always think that like as they get hot, as they get they start knocking off teams, whatever they they beat Virginia ACC mm-hmm. tournament. My mind goes to like 
wow, this is kind of big for them, that this is surprising, this is whatever. And then you have to remind yourself, they're fucking loaded. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Their roster is so good. Um, and this has happened like the last few years with Florida State. Like last year, they go to the Elite Eight. And I remember like when they make the Elite Eight, we, we were watching them play against Michigan. And um, I had the same thought of like, wow, this is, a, this is a great run for a Florida State team. A little bit of surprising run. And then you're like actually watching them play and you're thinking back on like all, all the players that they've had all season and all that kind of stuff. You're like, is it really that surprising? They're a great team. They should be a very, very good team. And that's how I feel about them this year. It's like they're a four seed. So if they beat Gonzaga, it's going to technically be a shock because you're like, Gonzaga might be the best team in the country. How did Florida? Well, Florida State did it because they're loaded. And they, what was the stat I told you? I saw uh, in the five tournament games they played, all the, including the ACC and the um, um, NCAA tournament, they've, their bench is outscored. Their opponent opponents benches. It's like one twenty two to. It's like, like one forty two to twenty two. Yeah, a hundred. They outscored benches by one hundred and twenty points in five games, five postseason games. And that's because I mean I'll say this right now: a guy that a lot of people forget about, like PJ Savoy, comes off the bench for them. And PJ Savoy is a well regarded guy when he was coming out of high school, anyway. Mm -hmm. And he's a sniper; like the guy can just wet threes. <laughs> and if he's on. It's like, okay, they just got a guy come off the bench that just got 12 points in five minutes. I mean, that's that, that's what the, the depth of Florida State is pretty insane. But this is why, this is why I'm MJ so excited. MJ Walker didn't even score yeah. against Murray State. He's their starting point guard. This is why I'm so excited. And uh, uh, I'm not even, I'm not just saying it because uh, I cover college basketball for a living and, 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 bit, and the NCAA is paying me to hype up the NCAA tournament. Um, it's not that I'm plugged into the big machine of March Madness. I, You're I, not the ref. Yeah, You're not getting paid. I, I genuinely think, like, I know, I, I agree that this tournament has been boring, but then you look at these games, like, that's what's exciting about it is Gonzaga, Florida State is going to be an incredible game. Texas Tech, Michigan, no one's going to score in this game, <laughs> but it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be great. Charles Matthews trying to guard Jarrett Culver. That's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm very that, much looking forward to this. Purdue, Tennessee is going to be awesome. Matt mm -hmm. Painter or Rick Barnes are going to the lead eight to probably play Tony Bennett. It's insane. It's great. We have storylines. We have great teams. Um, I'm, I'm excited for it all. But yeah, it, it's kind of been a dud of a tournament so far in terms of excitement. <laughs> I think it starts in the Sweet 16. Because yeah. another team... The tournament starts. The tournament will start in the Sweet 16. We, we haven't even mentioned Bruce Pearl and Auburn. I think Auburn's a great team. I think that's a great story. I think you get Charles Barkley versus Kenny the Jet Smith. We got mm. a nice little fun in-studio, you know, back and forth between those two guys. That'll be great. Uh... I, I personally, as I look at everything, I think it worked out for the best. As much as we did want the Cinderella's and the upsets, we've got better God's games. God's plan. Yeah, it's God's plan. Yeah. Drake would be proud. God's plan. Um, anything else before we go? No. Oh, yeah, I got one more thing. Um, why King Jones was fired after not being fired. Did you see this? You hear about this? Uh, the story I read was... He was retained, and he now was retained. he is fired. As, 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 as thirdly reported on... <laughs> Uh, one shining podcast. We reported that he was retained, mm -hmm. um, and a couple of days ago, and then today, as expected, uh, it was announced that he was fired. But but the funny little wrinkle of this, because I don't think that's like really that much of a shock. What makes it shocking is they said they were going to retain the guy. But the wrinkle to this is that apparently the administration at Cal met with the players on the Cal team, and that's what swayed their decision. <laughs> was that they met with the players. The players told him something. What was told in that meeting? Release the tapes. That's what I'm saying. I want to hear what was in that meeting. Why King was outside chanting one more year. Yeah. And all of his team, all of his players radio. are inside like, please God. He's got the radio, but he's John Cusack <laughs> with the radio above his. The Cal players have been please looking at the more. bench, waiting for a coach to tell them how to beat his zone all year. And Why yeah. King has been there. And he's like, oh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see so what happens. Pour one out for Why King Jones. Jason Kidd is the leading candidate for the job, mm -hmm. but Jason Kidd wants to stay in the NBA. 
I'll be honest with you. I'll give you a little inside scoop what? here. Jason Kidd is holding out for the Lakers job. Mm-hmm. He thinks that LeBron James wants him to be his head coach. He thinks he can be LeBron James's head coach, and I would love to see it. Let's go, Jason Kidd. I got one more thing that I want to make okay. you happy because you started on such a somber note. I'm, 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 I've been very somber tonight. I don't know if it's been obvious, but uh, Ohio State just like it, it was. It, I don't know. It, well, it, it, it kept me down all night. Look, but, it's all about Zion. This is what college okay. basketball Bring is about. Bring it back about. to Zion. Coach K, he said we were lucky. That was the quote that everyone's talking about. But I got your boy Rothstein. This is what Rothstein. So he watched this game like the rest of us. Uh, UCF. He saw Aubrey Dawkins miss a shot. Here's this tweet for you. That was one of the best NCAA tournament games I've ever seen in my life. This is four hours ago. A second round game. A second <laughs> round game in his life. <laughs> Just think about that. Christian all the greatest hit a shot to win a national championship two years ago at the buzzer. And this is the greatest. Say goodbye game. to Christian Leitner. Say goodbye to Gordon Hayward's half court shot. Say goodbye to Show us Taco Fall for Zion. <laughs> and it continues. Sorry for the delay in this tweet, capitalized. Had to call my parents immediately. I'm speechless for the first time in three and a half decades. <laughs> decades. Decades. Yeah. Since he was born, he has been talking. He's and this been talking. Was, and, and Taco Falls Iron Wimson made the man speechless. I thought that would make you happy. He has been talking nonstop since he was born. <laughs> and this is the first time. The, what, what finally got John Rothstein to stop talking was a second round game <laughs> between UCF and Duke. A seven foot six yeah. man and a man that is six foot six. When, and maybe when's God. the last time? Have we ever seen, uh, to be fair, have we ever seen an NCAA tournament game come down to the last shot? I, Not that I can recall. I can't remember. So it checks Except out. for all the other ones in the one shining, <laughs> one shining montages over the years. Uh, we do need some buzzer beaters, man. We need. I know Tremont Waters hit the one against Maryland. This was but, the uh, buzzer beater. Yeah, but Dawkins, this was the buzzer beater. This, this was, was the, the moment. moment. This was it. This was when the tournament started. I had. To, I had to line Brian up. Koppelman will be mad that this moment did not happen. It's in my drafts folder. I said, "Folks, the, the NCAA tournament has officially started." And I was ready to hit sin when that tip, that ball was tipped in, and then I didn't. I I I hit X. I hit save for later. And I'm not, I'm not sure when I'm going to bust that out. I'm going to wait for the next. It's going to be the national title game. It's going to be, I, I should make, I should turn this into a bit where it's just like. This is your new sister, Jean. Yeah, this is my there new you thing. Go. I'm, I'm, yeah, folks, the, the state tournament has not started yet. Not yet. Give it one more. We'll wait. We'll wait. And then, and then half, at halftime of the, uh, the national championship when Duke and Carolina are tied, I'm like, now it's started. And now the NCAA we're here. tournament <laughs> has officially started. And now it's here. <laughs> uh, all right, that's the show. We'll be back on. Uh, we are going to be back on Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. We will record Tuesday. For we're doing Wednesday. this was a, this was this was considered technically a bonus pod. We we're just kind of throwing. We're 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 burning the mid iron oil for you folks. That's mm-hmm. what we do here. Um, we're the hardest working men in show business. Uh, we're doing a real pod on Wednesday. It's going to be more um, good guys, bad guys, good guys, all bad the guys. guys, cow guy. We're going to break down Kyle. the bracket a little more. Start fleshing out. Could we do some legacy talk? I think that's important. You know, like talking about Tony Bennett and Matt Painter. One of them might get to the Final Four. Legacy. What does it mean? What does it all mean? What if Coach K gets another title? What does that mean? What does hmm. indisputable mean? That's my question. Can we figure? Did that it hit out? the rim? Yeah. Did that ball hit the rim? It what does that rim. mean? Hmm. Mm. Let's get Gene Steratore on the phone. Uh, <laughs> He's like, right. I'm watching Gronk tape. Sorry. That is the show. We'll be back Wednesday. Um, hopefully, the NCAA tournament will have started before then, but uh, I don't think so. I think we're going to have to wait. We'll see. 